This is the podcast where we say what we think. The podcast with no embezzlements. It's the podcast where we are adequately fed up with keeping our mouths shut about controversial issues and where we speak up. Join me, Mel, and my co-host, Mo, where today we discuss what you expected when expecting and what the reality was of it. So basically, it's the expectations versus the reality of pregnancy. I can give you a whole list. I can write oh, a book about this. I mean, seriously, I when we fell pregnant with the girls, twins, yay, my husband was like white as a ghost. But you know what? Uh, we actually he, we actually went out and bought this book. What to expect when expecting. And do you know what? <laughs> there was like, I think maybe three pages or maybe even just two pages. I can't really remember about multiples. Oh my I'm serious, like two pages is like WTF, like why do we Yo. even spend money on this book? Because nobody talks about multiples, really honestly, because nobody tells you there's so many different types of multiples. Like for example, we had Modi Girls, which is monochronic, diamondonic, <laughs> like I always get my lips twisted, but you get Momo twins, Modi twins, you get fraternal twins, you get identical twins, you get it's like to all these different types of twins that you get. And there was there's no information, basically, you know. I mean, now, yes, if you go on Facebook and social media, there's, Quite honestly, there's a lot of things that you can... I have books on having multiples. And it's actually so much different, I think, than really having just one baby. Yes, it is. because It's not just like, like double the with, trouble. With us, because the girls had something like in the previous uh, uh, podcast where we've mentioned that the girls had TTS, it's like nobody um, gives you um, or talks about, oh, there might be neonatal time. You know, the, the neonatal ICU where your children have to... To stay and that happens with, with a majority of twins. Quite yes, easy. because the majority of twins, like 60%, 70% of twins are born prematurely. Yes. You know, so it's like the reality, my pregnancy sucked. To be mine honest too. with you, mine. <laughs> Wait, mine if you're sick, we're going to have like someone's expectation that it was actually good. I, by the way. They lie. They all lies. And you know what? I actually, I, in the beginning, I felt like after the girls were born and they, they both were doing well, I actually spoke to my husband and I asked him, do you want to have another baby? Do you want to try again? My husband was like, I can't go through this again. <laughs> I think my husband, you know what, with us right now, we um, we always tell Mal that, you know, with me, I'm an open book. You can ask me anything. I'm very open. Um, my husband told me straight, you know what, we are not planning for mm-hmm. another child. If it happens, it happens, right? That I mean, we're not, we, I mean, we, we obviously be taking precautions and measurements and things like that. But if it happens, it happens because not all, you know, uh, the things are, are 100% safe and things like that. But I mean, if it happens, it happens. But we are not planning to have another job. But in the beginning, I wanted to fall pregnant again. No, the in the reason, beginning, it took me a year and a half to feel that it will be okay. I will survive this yeah, I if mean, I had to be pregnant yes, I mean, again. The first, the first two years it was like that. Like, you, you know what? I like Our children took up a lot of everything. No, but never mind that. The pregnancy itself. Like, I wouldn't mind having another child. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But being pregnant again will, will be torture. Well, with me, it wasn't the whole... The reason why I said my pregnancy sucked 
I first saw my, my, my girls were born extremely early. They were born like three and a half months early, you know. So I didn't get to savor that moment of, oh, I had a baby shower. Um, oh, we're excited. about Because the excitement lasted like for two seconds before we heard that there were so many problems. I was so sick, you know. I was nauseous all the time and with oh, nauseous. I didn't I have mean, any morning sickness. <laughs> I didn't have morning sickness. I had the whole time sickness. I, I was, didn't have. I I took my stepdaughter to the stables where we usually ride horses because I, I she suffers from bad anxiety. So uh, it was like therapy to take her horse riding. So when I t- got pregnant, I couldn't ride horse anymore. So I was like, let's go and we'll just visit the horses and we'll take them apples and carrots mm-hmm. and we'll and I'll pick us, pick us a picnic uh, basket and we'll have a picnic and mm-hmm. it'll be so nice. We got there. I was feeding a horse an apple and the next moment I started bathing like all over the place. It was just chunks flying. Well, I think maybe I should rephrase. My pregnancy didn't suck. My pregnancy was scary. Yes, yours because was mine was scary. Mine didn't suck. Like I enjoyed, you know, when when they kicked and when they moved. Oh my god, I'm getting emotional. When they moved for the first time, and I was the only one that could feel them in the beginning. Because my stepchild, <laughs> I feel. I feel like you know, I, I I had a lovely pregnancy. It was a scary pregnancy because I couldn't enjoy it. Because I was fearful for them before they were even born yet, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I actually wanted another child because I, I told my husband the reason for that was I wanted to feel what it's like to have a normal pregnancy. But then my husband was like, "You don't know whether it's going to be a, a, normal, a normal pregnancy, pregnancy. again." And I think that's what scared us is because you don't know. No. You do not know. People have this expectation: you fall pregnant, you have this glowing look, you. You pregnant for nine months, forty weeks, you know, and then you, you and then you that. have your baby. You you come home and then you raise your child. It doesn't work that way. I it had is un- pregnancy acne, like terrible. I looked like I was like having the pox or something. Like the glowing thing wasn't good. there. I looked absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Like I think you know what? I'm definitely <laughs> gonna post a picture. There's this one picture where, um, I think I was about four months pregnant. I was huge. People should come up to me and ask me when I'm I'm, I'm about to pop. And I was like four months pregnant. <laughs> so, like, but I, this is the one picture that I actually love. I mean, I never had any pregnancy photo shoots or anything like that. This was just a picture at home, you know, with my shirt lifted up and the belly is there. I'm gonna. Po- I think I'm gonna post it on the the Instagram page. But- I'll post my picture <laughs> as well. But I like. We went to a wedding on when I was seven months pregnant, mm-hmm. almost eight months. And she couldn't see I was pregnant. And then, yeah, with my um, baby shower, when I was like nine months, like just, mm-hmm. like within two well, weeks, baby I, shower, all you of a sudden, you I was were, like you were, pregnant. You were pregnant. <laughs> you were pregnant. You had a lovely baby shower. But it was like shower. literally two weeks after that. Like you had a, you had a, like you had a very nice baby shower. And sometimes I feel like when, whenever I attend baby showers and things like that, I look at these people and I'm like thinking, Count your lucky stars because I I never had a fuss made over me about being pregnant, you know, and bringing, you know, little mini kids, kids or mini versions of me because, honest to God, they are like, they're like my two broke friends. Like, you know, like <laughs> my two best friends, but they're always broke because like, I have to buy everything. I have to pay for everything when I go out with them. 
<laughs> but but like yeah i i'm i don't know like right now i don't think i would want any more children because i'm happy with the girls and i'm happy with being i'm content we've made peace that you know what i mean i mean i'm not young i'm getting any younger or anything like that and i don't want to be like 70 when my last born goes into grade one and things like that but what else did you expect that that didn't turn out to be that way like in god regarding your pregnancy I did not expect, and mind you, I had a C-section, but I had this obsession with my vagina <laughs> when I was pregnant. I had this obsession. I kept on touching my vagina to feel if it's still there because I couldn't see it. Like, my stomach was so huge. And then when we did the C-section, right, like, they, they put the spinal block in, right, and so you go numb. Yes. And I asked loudly, I said, is my vagina still there? <laughs> and everybody in the room was laughing, in the OR room. And I was like, no, I need to know that my vagina is still there. And they actually put my hand on my vagina. <laughs> like, oh my like I had this obsession about the veg. Like, I really had an obsession because I felt like, it's like my body knew that the girls were going to be born early, even though I didn't give birth naturally. But it's like, my, I felt like, like honest to God, it felt like my vagina was a piece of elastic. It felt rubbery. <laughs> I had this huge obsession. Do you pee yourself if you love to or no? No. No. I hear a lot of people do that after they give birth, whether it's a C-section or normal birth. Like they have this thing where if they laugh too loud or if they laugh too if much, I cough too loud. or they cough. If I'm sick, like I wear a pad in my pants. Like I, like I, luckily I have the one thing though that I that I have experienced um, is lower back pain. Ever since I I received my my C C or when ever since the girls were born when I had the C section, is that now and again I get lower back pain. Um, the scar. The C section. Oh Do you know what? I was into the my entire pregnancy. As soon as we found out, I was like, I ain't gonna get no stretch marks. I don't I'm gonna buy like tissue period. oil. I'm <laughs> gonna put on what's this thing? What's this ointment called? This that palmers um, palmer something coconut uh, oil. But it's called something. It's some it's called something. No, it's called something specific with that. This lady with a Yes, baby bump, 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 and it's like you know, no stretch marks and things like that, or whatever. And I was like, Oh if my I god, I have no stuff. I, I have to no do. stretch marks, I have no stretch marks. Honest to god, two days after the girls were born, I had these ugly purple looking stretch marks on the back, like on the sides, but at, like at the back, like by my hips. It was disgusting. I'm like, Where the if did this <laughs> come from? Because I was like. You know, I, I like a, a morning, afternoon, evening. Like, if it's two hours, I would apply these but creams and stuff. Me and our one friend, Mariko, was pregnant at the same time. Yeah. And neither one of us had stretch marks, like, till the last two weeks of our pregnancy. I didn't even the last my two weeks, all of a sudden. Boop. Like, mine dropped up after the girls were born. It was terrible. Mine was terrible, too. <laughs> mine was ugly. I was like... Because, oh, I mean, I'm mm. fair skinned. I'm light skinned. So, it's like, ugh, it's ugly. It's and nice. then it took about three, four months before that 
purple, bluish I red lines. Have mine. No, mine is like no mine. It was like about three months, and then because I used uh, mine's not purple, but but it, it's, it's like, like mine's like white, but it's like very light. Yes, but, but like if so you put big. if I do like if you do like a tan, you can't see them. But if you don't have a tan, then it's like Why okay, you can't. Big? If you do a tan, people, you like Milan. Milani is like porcelain white, like you know, like white people white. It's like. <laughs> She was like dipped like into like bleach or something. That's how white she is. So it's like if she has a spray tan, it would be like I'll look like one of those. Like a oompa loompa. She'll like <laughs> even if it's the lightest spray tan, I think like you would look like a oompa loompa. Honestly. <laughs> like I think when you you I've seen you in the natural tan though. Yeah. So it looks very nice. But they, that's like a honey golden. Yeah. But it looks color. natural. It's not but if, brown. You have, if you have to go and or, or go for it, it'd be like, oh goodness. No, but I had like stretch marks. Oh my god! I but you know one thing that my husband and up until today, that he can I have this. Well, I've, I've, I'm past that stage now of having body issues. Um, but in the beginning, I used to have because when I the day that I found out I was pregnant, so then they take your weight and everything, and I was fifty eight kgs. The day that I gave birth, I was 120.2 kgs. And my girl's birth weight together wasn't even 2 kgs. It's all the water I retained and everything like that. So I was huge. I was, it took me a while to lose all of that weight. So that also played a huge role, you know, because being someone that was slender and then all of a sudden you're huge, your body, you know. It's, it's a shock to your system, not just to you. Actual your body, to, but to your brain. To your mental system as well, because it's like you look a certain way and then all of a sudden you look like this. But and another thing, before I forget, um, reality versus the expectations. No, men, not all men, wake up in the middle of the night when the baby's crying. Most men don't. They like, it's like, deaf to can that. you not hear that? Like, they it's like you that. snore and it's like, can you not hear that? Like, no. Can no, you not hear I, I, that? Selective hearing. They don't do that. No, I'm talking about when they are literally, your, your baby is, okay. They'll my kids, my through, kids, but honestly, when my kids never really cried, like, did. didn't they never scream? They'll do this, eh, and I'll be like awake. I had a newborn that did not sleep. But I think also it's because, in a way, I I feel in a way that I'm blessed that the girls went to the neonatal ward for so long because by the time they came home, they were human. They were not and sleeping. They were they were people. in a routine. Yes. They were in a routine. No. when they came home, they were in a. But routine. there was no such thing as routine with us. Like even if I tried, she would literally for 48 hours. I timed it. It was 48 hours. Then she'd take a two-hour nap. And then we would be awake for 48 hours. But I also think that, you know what, every person is different in the sense of the, what they expect from the pregnancy. Yes. Um, because sometimes you you have, like, for example, I had friends and, and, and family members that were, were pregnant and I saw how they were and I was like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to be like this. That, that's the one thing. I was never moody. You can ask anyone. I was never moody. And... I was never in a way that I thought I was like, I went on with my normal life as if it was nothing new. But I was just, my blood pressure was constantly so low that I literally could not do much mm -hmm. at a stage. Um, I was like put on bed rest for about two, three weeks at a time. 
where my blood pressure would not go beyond 60 over 40. Mm-hmm. And I was so nauseous that I literally would be dispensing medication to people and say, hold on for a sec, go to the back and throw up. Oh, my God, no. I, I, that's the one thing is that I never felt, I never had none whatsoever. No um, morning sickness. I never vomit once. Oh, that time with the like I guess was okay. So I'll, bad. I'll, I'll, okay, nauseous. Yes, like I was put off meat. Like I felt like the smell of I, I never vomit, but the smell of of red meat would put me off. But I would still eat it. But it would put me off. No, I called my husband that day. He came to fetch us, and I went to the bathroom, and I didn't come out of the bathroom for the next twelve hours. Oh gosh, no, I think I was lucky in that. Class. And I was like shaking and cold and hot. I had a, what I did have though, I had a craving for, for pup. For those that don't know, <laughs> pup is like a maize meal. Porridge? No, it's not porridge. It's like a maize meal. But it's no. not like breakfast porridge because you get grits, which is like the breakfast porridge, but then you get like the stiff maize meal, which is like how you would have like a rice or whatever with wood. So here in South Africa, in Africa, they have. Um, Puff, puff. and I oh my god I I never ate it before in my life and someone at work had it and I just the smell came and they were having it with stew oh. and I was like can I please have and I'm not someone to just ask someone <laughs> for food and I was like can I please have some can I just try after that I got this obsession of eating pup I ate pup with curry pup with stew pup with Milk, pop with chutney, pop with like, and now I still eat it, but I don't have an obsession with it. And my girls love it. I had the same thing with lemons. Like I didn't have any other cravings, but I ate lemons like it was apples. Yeah. And now when Amelia was born, like after a while, you know, everyone tests their kids with the lemon and yeah. to see how they pull their yeah. faces. And we gave her a lemon and she was like, oh, wow, give me more. Oh my God. And she was like eating it like an apple. And I don't know, you know what? The one thing I also had an obsession with when I was pregnant, and sometimes I still feel like, is that the reason why the girls are allergic? I had an obsession with peanut butter. Like up until now, today, I love peanut butter, but I had an obsession with peanut butter. And today, both my girls are allergic to nuts. Like, like highly allergic to nuts. Like EpiPen allergic. Come from the father's side. Well, he's allergic to a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think allergy comes from the father. So and so it's the one thing that you know. I wish they weren't allergic because I love anything with nuts in it. So for the past almost seven years, it's like, uh, it's okay. We don't eat it like as a fact. Because I feel bad if I eat something and my my children can't have some. I, no, but before I was pregnant, I was always like, oh, when I'm pregnant, I'm gonna have this little tiny stomach, mm-hmm. this nice. Mm. I'm gonna wear these cute dresses and no. how cute am I gonna be? I was and, permanently uh, in flip no. flops, and if I could wear tracksuit pants or my pajamas the whole day, it was the best thing it ever. Sucked. I didn't even look pregnant for the even first, after like, even months. after pregnancy. I was like, oh, I just want like oh another thing, another thing. People, just let me put it out there. I know everybody has mentioned it, and a lot of people have has mentioned it. Not everybody has a personal trainer and, you know, a plastic surgeon on, on speed dial. And not everyone's lucky enough to gain, like, two kgs exactly. in their pregnancy. Like, one pound. So, for me, it was, like, after I gave birth to the girls, 
I still looked like I was pregnant for like at least a good couple I, two I months. I once got the the question like, so when's this gonna go back to normal? Like I was asked, be- I was asked the question, when are the babies due? And the girls <laughs> were like two months old already. Like that is like you know what your stomach does not go down just as the kids get like even out. if the babies are out there it's like your body still changes it's like your body still needs like a year to change back it's to exactly new I form mean, th- that whole flat tummy whatever no like that's no. only and plus, when you have a c-section you're not allowed to lift anything heavy or do anything drastic for at least six weeks you know so i'm like Ugh, uh okay it's a people please get it you know it was I have respect for any type of pregnancy, yes. right? Whether you delivered uh, vaginally, whether you delivered by a C-section. It does not change it. You had a baby. You had a baby. But the difference is a C-section, a C-section is major abdominal surgery. That's the difference. That is the difference. And another thing, you know, uh, about being pregnant, the reality versus the expectation and things, I did not have breast milk. Like I had breast milk for about three months and then it dried up and I used every single thing to think of to, to try and make my milk more and everything. But because of all the stress and everything of my children being in the neonatal ward, it dried up and we made use. And I honestly just want to thank any single mom out there that donates uh, breast milk. And believe me, breast milk is golden. There's nothing wrong. With uh, formula babies, my children were formula, ba- formula babies, but for the first few months, they did receive breast milk, my own, and donated milk. So bre- uh, donating breast milk is the same as how you donate blood. You know, it goes through the processes and stuff like that. But what people tend to forget is that breast milk is gold. Like, it's got all the nutrients and things like that. So even if it's just, you know, for one month or just two days that you get breast milk into your, your baby, I just if, you can, <laughs> I just if you can, if you can, you know, try, um, but for those that cannot, meaning whether it is something medically, because sometimes people can be on medication that they have to take and you cannot give your child the breast milk that's in it. And sometimes you just have so much of stress that your breast milk just doesn't, the supply doesn't come. Oh, in our come. case, I feel like I never had the right support. The hospital where I had my baby, no one went out of their way to help you to try and breastfeed. I had a friend that recently went to the same hospital they literally did not even ask her. Like she assigned on the papers that she wanted to breastfeed, mm-hmm. and after the baby was born, they immediately just gave the baby formula. Okay, but doesn't isn't it also you as as a person that you must make that decision for yourself? Like I am going to try instead of somebody asking yes, me. Yes, but after they gave the baby formula, the child didn't want to take the breast anymore. But also, did did that person or does one person just give up just like that? It's a it question. Depends. It's a it question. It's Do you have the support? A lot of time. Remember, you're a new parent. You just had a baby. Yeah. You already in a rut. You're already feeling not well. Someone comes. They give your baby formula. Your baby comes. They reject you, mm-hmm. or you feel rejected because the baby cries. They get frustrated with this whole breast thing. Mm-hmm. Which and I think you also, have the strength to go. Well, yeah. like I said, I never like I pumped. Like my kids were in the neonatal ward. And I had to pump every three hours. So I still, even though they were in hospital and I was at home, I had to pump. 
And believe me, sometimes I would struggle <laughs> that my husband would actually come and like squeeze my boob because I was too tired to squeeze my own <laughs> boob. But I also think it depends on, like you said, it's the support. If my husband wasn't supportive of me and things like, like if the alarm clock went off and I'm busy sleeping and he didn't nudge me a few times saying, wake up, yes. you know, you have to pump. You know, I wouldn't, I would have just let it go basically because you're tired, you're exhausted. So you do need that type of, I so know, I agree with the there's support. There's people that still has postpartum that has all kinds of other issues. that. And that's the one thing that people also don't speak about that I think is that you do get women that suffer from postpartum depression. And it's a, it's a reality. It is real. Like, it is. And sometimes people that do not have children or that are, is not or even you even get people that have had children that don't understand it. like how can you not do you know what well, I was I actually we must actually have an episode of this because you know what I was in the hospital I, I've just had emergency c-section with my girls and I was uh, sharing a room with two other ladies one was still pregnant I just gave birth and one was going in to go give birth she had now you must mind you Everybody can hear the conversation that's happening because it's not a private room you're sharing. And her husband was, I will never forget this, her husband. So if you are listening, mind you, seven years later, I'm telling you this is how I feel. Um, <laughs> they were talking and he's telling his, um, what I presume is his mother-in-law. She did so well. Like, I don't know why people are complaining. Like, she just gave it a few pushes and the baby was out. And I mean, see how she's like, you know, see how the baby's latching and everything. And in my head, I'm thinking, you, you know, I want I to hope swear. he can swear, it's fine. You fucking asswipe. I'm thinking in my head, you fucking asswipe. I just had a baby. I cannot go and hold my child right now and give my child a boob. I cannot even hold my child. I couldn't even push my children out because they had to, they were, they were not going to make it. So the way he made it feel, then I'm thinking to myself, but then in my head, I'm saying, you're a first time dad. You're saying this now, you're still in hospital. But yeah. also, you know, because reality and life is still going to kick in. But also, bloody hell, man. Take compassion for the other people that's in the room. Yeah, it's not as easy for everyone. Great stuff. We're glad it was easy for you. But it didn't happen for everyone. Exactly. That way. So just have a bit of compassion and consideration. And then this, the, the, the girl was like, it was so easy. And I'm thinking, then afterwards. Oh, good luck for that wait, parent. Then afterwards, her mother was like, so, what uh, was the um, epidural sore? And I'm thinking, you fucking bitch. That's why you're <laughs> going on like this because you had you had fucking no pain because you had an epidural. You didn't feel anything for fuck's sake. Like you know, it's not like not you that went you have and, anything no, against not, that. We no, both had like, epidural. You know, no, nothing like that because I mean, like I said, I had a spinal block because I mean, if they had to cut me open, that nonsense. I'm like, ah. Nothing against people that, you know, know that they cannot but ha don't handle pain. Judge but don't go and judge others. You're talking as though you pushed out that baby, you know, like nobody's business, with no help of anything. And then later on, it's, a sto it's the story of how was the epidural, like, you know? So, yeah, that's my view of the perceptions of expecting, you know, being pregnant, reality versus expectations. So, like and sorry for my language. I was just, I'm frustrated. Like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, like our podcast, subscribe, review. 
we'll and see also, you next time. And also, um, go on our Facebook page. Tell us what uh, your expectations versus reality was with your pregnancy um, and the birth of your child and children. We'll make a meme. Have a good time. Bye.